friends and welcome back to the Unbreakable You podcast. We have an amazing show this week with one of my favorite humans and past clients and back home to you graduates. My past client Charlotte is joining us on the show this week. I really love having my clients on the show just to share their journeys with you as a lot of them are actually were where you are right now. So this week I have Charlotte on the show and she shares her journey of struggling with eating disorders for like 20 years. Charlotte's now in her 30s, early 30s, and her story is very similar to mine, which is one of the reasons, as you'll learn, she was drawn to work with me because our stories were so similar. We both started to struggle with eating disorders at such a young age, and at like 30 years old, she was still feeling like she was stuck in quasi-recovery. And I absolutely love helping women fully recover from their eating disorder. And most often, I'm working with women inside Back Home to You who are feeling like they are recovered from an eating disorder, but they're not fully out of quasi-recovery just yet. They're kind of stuck in quasi-recovery. So Charlotte beautifully shares her journey and her experience while we were working together inside Back Home to You. She actually came to me without a period, so I knew that was what we would be really focusing on together. But with my approach. I already knew that she was doing the two big things, reducing her exercise and eating more. But if you've been hanging out with me for a while, you'll know that I believe in order to get your period back and fully recover, to move out of quasi-recovery, you really need to do this type of work that I guide my clients through inside Back Home to You. We do mindset work that goes far beyond just thinking positively. That's not what we focus on. We become aware of our internal environment. We become aware of our thoughts and our emotions and because we are able to build this awareness around our thoughts and emotions, we are then able to move into the second phase of my program, which is the reprogramming phase. And that's really where we start to heal with self-compassion self-forgiveness, and self-acceptance. So we talk all about that in today's episode, and I know you're really going to love this episode with Charlotte. And um, just before we actually get started, I wanted to let you know that I started Back Home to You in July of 2020. And when I first launched this coaching program, I launched it as a small group coaching program. So I was accepting three women into each small group of Back Home to You. This year, 
I switch things up a little bit. As I work on another project, hint, hint, it's a little group program specifically for those who are just starting their hypothalamic amenorrhea journey. So anyways, that's a side note. While I work on a new program specifically for HA recovery, I chose to switch back home to you to one-on-one coaching. I was feeling really called to make this switch so I could just work one-on-one with women and it seems to be going really well because what we do inside Back Home to You is really intimate. We are working on really deeply held and deeply rooted belief systems that my clients want to break free from. They are really wanting to reprogram their thoughts, their behaviors, and what they believe to be true about themselves. And I absolutely love supporting women through this journey. And we do that through compassion, forgiveness, and acceptance. So as you can tell, we do a lot of deep work inside Back Home to You. And I realized that although the small group coaching was going extremely well, there are women that are seeking that one-on-one support from from me. So I wanted to offer Back Home to You as a one-on-one coaching program. Everything's the same, but it's just one-on-one now. So you can actually go to megdahl.com slash back home to you. I also have it linked up for you in the show notes if you want to check out the show notes. But If you're curious about Back Home to You and working with me, you can read through my page all about the coaching program and there's a button there for you to apply and you and I can jump on a discovery call and make sure that this program is exactly what you're needing. So Back Home to You is a 12-week coaching program and something amazing about Charlotte is she came to me wanting to get her period back and she actually got it back four and a half weeks into our time working with each other so that was just super exciting and I'm so proud of her and I'm really excited for you to meet her so enjoy the show and just a heads up you get a little penny appearance at the beginning Um, she must have saw something outside and started barking but I just wanted to give you a heads up about that and we will see each other next week Hey, Charlotte. Welcome to the show. I'm so excited to sit down with you today and finally have you on. Thank you. It's so nice to be here. Yeah. So if I remember correctly, I feel like you told me that you actually heard about Back Home to You through one of my podcast episodes, right? Yeah, I think like I first came across you it was like the one like the little series that you did for your birthday um like not the birthday like the anniversary of you getting your period back was it with Danielle was it Danny Um, yeah yeah (laughs) and so I 
just resonated so much with your story and then just like the more episodes I listened to it was yeah it was like you were calling me out to to come to you (laughs) I was calling you so why don't you tell everyone why you felt that way why did it feel like I was like speaking directly to you (laughs) so I so I'll just yeah tell you a bit about like me and, and and my background so I had suffered from eating disorders from like young teenager so like a really similar story like that I'd found out about your story um and probably I would say from like age 12 it started me like over exercising and then a little bit later on it would then turn to under eating so like that happened for a few years and then you kind of like get into like quasi recovery where I thought I was fine um because maybe I was eating a bit more but definitely still over exercising and then had no period I'm 31 now didn't have a period at all but always thought oh it's fine because I'm taking the pill and then after the pill I started having the implant in my arm so had the implant in for must have been 12 years and then finally in March just before we locked down in the UK I finally decided to have the implant taken out and at the time I was really thin but again kidded myself that I was super healthy because I was so energetic I was going to the gym all the time. I was walking loads. Everyone was always like, why you look so athletic? Um, So never really in my head admitted that I still had definitely an eating disorder. It was more um, like still the obsessive exercise, which was just taking over my mind without me even knowing it. So when I heard about your story and it was like so similar, I've been looking for a coach for what felt like a really, really long time, but I never like bit the bullet to actually go for it. So yeah, like listening to your podcast, like every episode, like the guests that you had on, I was just so intrigued with sort of what you spoke about, the correlation between like, you not having a period for that many years and like you doing all the things to invert commas, fix yourself. And it was like, God, that's exactly how I feel. Like I feel broken. I feel like I need someone to fix me. And I'm, I was, you know, eating all the right foods and in inverted commas and, you know, doing all the right things to fix myself, but knew that the missing piece was like my mindset. I just knew that until I was able to like accept that I still had a problem and also accept that like accept me for me like I just didn't think my period would ever come back so then speaking to you knowing that yours did come back I was like okay maybe mine will come back because I'd literally before I properly spoke to you I thought no that's it I'd always been told from my parents that I'd probably like completely messed my body up as a teenager um so yeah the discovery call with you it was like a no-brainer. I didn't even take like two seconds to decide, did I? I was like, okay, no. you've got, I'm coming. <laughs> you've got me. <laughs> it was like you came into the call basically telling me like, here's what I'm going to do. We're working yeah. together, which was amazing. But I'm going to just interrupt here and then we can get back to your story. I want to make sure that people, I don't know, I think this is a really important part of your journey. And when you and I first met, 
in our discovery call, we hopped on Zoom and chatted a little bit. And something that really stood out to me, like what you said to me on the call, your main intention, obviously, like was to get your period back in the end, right? You were like, this is what I'm working towards. I need to get my period back or I want to. Mm. But you knew that you were doing like those big block things that everyone talks about, right? Reducing exercise or reducing the stressors and then also correcting the energy deficit, which is eating more food. And you were doing those things. But what really stood out to me on our call was what you had just said, that you knew that you had to do that like inner work that you had to do the mindset Mm. stuff and you had to fully learn to accept yourself in order to really recover and I just wanted to highlight that because that was like unique about you I found and like your journey and I thought it was really special and as soon as you and I spoke on the discovery call and you said that to me I was like, wow, this girl gets it. Like she gets it because it's not just about correcting the energy deficit and reducing the stressors. It's not. You did have to. And I I think, mm -hmm. sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say like someone like me as well, who has such a, or had, should I say, such a kind of like this constant battle with, if I'd put on a tiny bit of weight, it would be like, okay, I can't actually let myself fully gain the weight. And I was in denial even since March. I was like, okay, I've put on like a kilo. Like, why have I not got my periods back? Because I would, I just, I don't think without back home to you, if I'd had no, I wouldn't have been able to gain the weight that I've gained. And I, I wouldn't have been able to get my period back. I truly believe that because I was still in such a mindset of like, being thin is like, the be all and end all and I am the thin one so therefore like I can't be the, not be the skinny one and it's yeah it, it was such a mindset shift that it's like actually that you, you're not your size like it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah so there was obviously we have a whole phase inside back home to you all about reprogramming but before we do that we're observing Mm. like our inner dialogue and just observing everything right um we basically spend four weeks inside back home to you observing and not a lot of people Mm -hmm. completely understand the importance of that but we can't start that reprogram reprogramming process until we actually know what it is we're dealing with right all of these like old identities and old stories that we're holding on to like if we don't shine a light on those things we can't really start that reprogramming process and you did such an incredible job with that and all of the tools inside back home to you but you just said something you kind of like leaked the big info you got your period back right (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like the first few weeks were really challenging for me. Um, I was still really struggling with the gaining weight. I was really struggling with just like how my body was changing. And it was probably the first time really since I've 
acknowledge the thoughts that I had. I'd always thought to myself, no, I don't speak negatively to myself. Like I don't judge myself. I don't No, I'm not one of these people who compares. And then it was like, as we went on in the programming back home to you and, you know, we were sitting with ourselves and learning the tools to observe how we spoke to ourselves and like the impact that that would have on us every day. It was then that it was, yeah, it was a really challenging time because it's like I had to face myself and actually think, wow, I, I do speak to myself in such a way that I would not speak to anybody else. And then the more that you hear the thoughts, it's like you then can't not hear them, but learning that they are no longer going to control me was like super powerful and knowing that I had the power within me to change my thought patterns because actually these thought patterns did no longer serve me like that was such an unlock for me and it's like at 31 years old finally knowing that actually I don't have to listen to that voice in my head who's telling me to go on a silly two-hour walk <laughs> when I've already been out for a walk um was like really difficult but yeah really incredible as well yeah and you pointed out a really great piece to this because I think a lot of women know or like a lot of women that listen to the show they know they struggle with negative self-talk right like they know that a lot of the thoughts that they experience throughout the day every single day are negative and they do know they compare themselves to other women like all those sorts of things but I really love how you said kind of like before back home to you you really didn't even realize you were doing all of that stuff Mm. and so I love that because sometimes we truly don't realize how hard we are on ourselves and how that really is like keeping us stuck or just preventing us from moving forward and truly healing yeah Yeah. and yeah it's 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 so powerful just being able to have the tools to know to listen to your own thoughts like yeah that was a really really incredible like period for me and it's been taught that the thoughts aren't wrong and we're not wrong for thinking them, but that we just don't have to act on them is like, yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> Game changing, right? Yeah. So I love that. And before we kind of like move on to some of the other stuff, why don't you just talk about what it was like getting your first period? Because it had been years that you were waiting for this period to come. And I do believe so. Charlotte and I, we were working together since November. So we mm-hmm. wrapped up our time together. Oh my gosh, was it the beginning of February? Yeah, or, it was yeah. a few weeks ago now. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like such a long time ago. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we started working together at the end of November and I remember mm-hmm. we were on a call together and I don't know what we were talking about but I was like I'm sure your period is gonna come and I think it was not even like we didn't even see each other so it was before our next call yeah, it was and like you messaged me oh my yeah. gosh okay so tell everyone about what that was like because you know we love talking about periods here 
Oh yeah, there's never TMIs. I always used to come on the call and be like, okay, I've got some gross news (laughs) and there's no TMI. Um, Yeah, it was amazing. And it was actually New Year's Day. So it was like, what a start to the year. Um, It was amazing. Like I'd had like the telltale, I think we were talking about the telltale signs. I think I'd had some like great discharge the week before. (laughs) We love a bit of discharge. Um, And he got really excited because you were like this means you've ovulated I'm sure of it I'm sure of it it's gonna come it's gonna come and um I think we were joking about me saying it to my friends at work weren't we <laughs> when I was like this is either discharge or I've started my period and then it wasn't my period so I had to come out of the toilet and be like um awkward <laughs> but my friends are used to it now too <laughs> so hey um but yeah I just how it felt was I felt really proud that I'd put the work in to actually get my body functioning again, because even when I'd had a period when I was like a teenager, the it was never really a regular. I'd have a period and then it would stop again because I would probably be over-exercising. But so I, I genuinely never knew what it felt like to have a period. So yeah, it was incredible. And then February, my period came too. And I'm just due on in the next few days so oh my hopefully, gosh I'll get me too one. we're like synced up we I are we're that. in sync aren't we yeah yeah we really are yeah in so many ways so <laughs> what we were like working together for like four or five weeks yeah um, it was a really short time and then it came yeah yeah so what do you think like the biggest shift was for you I know we talked about like observing your thoughts at that point so if at that point we were only working together for about four to five weeks we didn't really even get into the reprogramming process of the program yet but I really do think there's also so much change and shifts that can simply just happen from the observing work Mm -hmm. yeah I, I think I can put my finger on what it was. So do you remember the weekend? It was the weekend before Christmas and I went to that wedding and I'd worn, I'd obviously like been living in my Lululemon for like four weeks and then I had to put a dress on. So I bought a new dress because I was like, I'm going to buy a new one just so I can feel nice and put it on and didn't feel nice. I've always had a thing about my arms and I bought a strapless dress. I mean, why would I buy a strapless dress? Like, give the girl a break. Anyway, so I'd worn a strapless dress. And then throughout the wedding, just didn't feel great. And then on the Sunday, I'd said to Joe, let's go for a walk. But it wasn't because I wanted to go for a walk. It was like my old thought pattern that had like started to come into my head, where it was like, I need to go for a walk. Basically, my thing was walking. So I needed to go for a walk. And then when I got back from the wedding, I had like a full on ugly girl cry breakdown, like broke down. Full and meltdown. Yeah. <laughs> and I remember, yeah, I remember messaging you and explaining what happened. And you just broke it down so well. And like the words that you gave me just were like, just honestly make such an unlock. And you basically taught me about like speaking to myself compassionately, like essentially giving myself a break, sitting in the feelings, but then also a kind of peek into like the next section where you were like, okay, so this is actually normally like in week, whatever, like seven or eight, but we're going to do it now. And you got me to think about what were the beliefs that were 
making me feel this way and then basically writing them all down and then like forgiving myself for, for thinking these things and also knowing that just because I used to think these things I don't need to think them anymore and just that kind of exercise of writing down what do I actually believe and it was like I believe that you know for Joe my my fiance to love me like I must be super skinny for my friends to like me I must be able to see my ribs I must be able to feel my collarbones and it was all of these like really ridiculous kind of thought patterns that really didn't serve me because actually if I'd still believed them then I wouldn't be able to have a period because for my body frame you can't like right now you cannot there ain't no ribs <laughs> you know I lost those abs about three months ago and that's okay but without acknowledging these beliefs I didn't even know I had them and that was like my unlock. And then that was my last breakdown. And that was five, four or five weeks into the program. And it was then that I accepted that, and I've not even gained that much weight, by the way, at that point. So I don't know why I was crying. I was still like really thin, <laughs> but I felt massive. Um, the, if, what I look like now compared to then, I've, I've changed again so much, but the difference now is that, yeah, sometimes I look in the mirror and I think, oh yeah do you know what you look a bit bloated today because you're during your period but I I quickly push it out of my mind and I go yeah you know what you can think it but it's not going to change what you wear today it's not going to change the fact that you're going to go out and see your friends it's it doesn't make me then want to go and do two hours walk it I just get on with my day and I'm not saying like every day is that easy but it's like I've got the tools now that the, it doesn't become a blubbery cry breakdown <laughs> yeah no I remember that day mm. so clearly and I was so happy that you reached out to me because that's the whole point of you having access to me like between our calls right mm -hmm. so I can help you in yeah. those moments that mm -hmm. you really need me I mean you can message yeah. me whenever but I remember helping you through that moment that like ugly girl cry <laughs> breakdown moment like I said we've totally all been there so everyone listening to this now is absolutely <laughs> going to know what you're talking about yeah. but I remember that and then I also remember every single coaching call with you after that point and there was this huge shift that I noticed. It was like every single time Charlotte showed up to the call, she was like, yeah, I'm good. I'm cool, you know? And that's how our conversations would always start off. And that was really cool to witness. And I just want to say I'm so proud of you. Like, it was really Thanks. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so I yeah. really think and believe that, you know, again, we bring awareness to those old beliefs that we're holding on to. And like you said, in that moment, when you were having that breakdown, like what you were 31 at that point, and mm -hmm. you've been carrying these beliefs with you for how many years, right? A lot of these beliefs actually start with us or get created 
when we are not even in like the double digits of age, right? Yeah. <laughs> and we're just going to continue to carry those beliefs with us unless we shine that light on them. Mm-hmm. And then there's we take it one step further with the self-compassion and the self-forgiveness and the self-acceptance, which really allows us to release them. And I always think it's cool with especially with like HA clients, right? Everyone gets their period back when they finally learn to either like surrender or fully let go of something. It's like this letting go aspect, but the letting go looks different for everyone, right? Mm -hmm. But it's the letting go of whatever it is that is really keeping you kind of like stuck and stagnant. Once you learn to let that go, I truly believe that's when the blood starts coming and we get yeah, a period that's back. that's when you get flow. <laughs> yeah. I know, but and I, I truly believe that without back home to you and without meeting you, like, I don't, I just, I would not be, I know I wouldn't be in this place. I would have gone two steps forward and three steps back um, because that's just what I did. <laughs> like, I just, I never fully recovered. Um, and I, and I've got a few friends who, you know, have suffered with um, with eating disorders and then, you know, they never think they're going to have a brain free of it and they never think they're going to be able to fully recover. And I'm like, just go and speak to Meg. She can, she can give you a tool. <laughs> I would love that so much. Um, well, I literally yeah. had a voice note from one of the girls, literally at at uh, 6.57 and had to voice note back. I was like, okay, this is really weird, but I'm a, I'm, this is like, like in the ether that you're messaging me now about this because I'm about to go on a podcast with her so I'll get back to you wow (laughs) wow universe working for everyone right (laughs) um bringing us all together that's incredible so I love that you brought up the fact that okay so without back home to you you may not be where you are right now this quickly Mm. so back home to you is a really like intensive three months together right it's not so fast that you're following falling behind and can't keep up but because the calls are so intimate and we literally can chat every single day if you wanted to message me every single Mm -hmm. day I do think it's like a intensive in a way that we are kind of accelerating the process to getting you to where you want to be and as you said at the beginning of the episode you were kind of like playing around with hiring a coach for a really long time Mm -hmm. and then you finally just bit the bullet as you said or just dove in so what do you think changed for you what do you think made you like hey I actually am just going to do this. So I definitely think like a big part of it was just hearing your podcasts because like I say, just you resonated with me so much. And I don't think I'd ever like all of the different coaches for like periods and stuff and just mindset, not, no, no one had like resonated with me enough to, for me to like invest in them. So like the podcast was definitely like a main, a main thing for me of like how much I just felt like I clicked with you through the airwaves. Um, but then I think I got to the point where I was like, I'm actually just so fed up of feeling like I need to be fixed. And I feel like, you know, I, w- I was getting frustrated that everything that I was trying 
just didn't seem to be working because I knew that really in the back of my mind I was still thinking that I'll never get a period so I knew that my my mind was probably blocking my blood (laughs) so um so I just was like right I actually just need to like do it and then my sister's actually a, a life coach too and my sister was like okay you really resonate with her you've just spoken with her like because I was basically like oh my goodness like in my head I was like it's quite a lot of money to invest and oh what if it's not the right thing like I've never like spent this much money on myself before and my sister was like it's literally no money it's priceless imagine if she gets your period back and she gives you these tools for life you won't even think about that and I think after like two weeks, I was like, okay, Louise, my sister, I've completely forgotten what I spent. Like she's worth like 10 times over this. Like literally, why was I even thinking about that? Um, And yeah, I literally said to all my friends all the time, you need a coach. It's the best money you'll ever spend. (laughs) Like I can't, everyone around me is like, you have just changed for the better, like tenfold. Um, and it's like, as soon as I've got, I've, I've been coached by you, it's like, it comes out of my pores when I'm speaking to people. It's like, I can then help my friends. It's just, yeah. I don't know if I've answered your question because I've gone off you on a tangent totally as usual. <laughs> I love it. I missed my chats with you, our <laughs> weekly chats. Oh my gosh. I miss our Wednesdays together so much. Oh, yeah. So no, you totally answered the question for sure. <laughs> Your sister is amazing. And yes, you are just, you know, so radiant and vibrant. And so why don't, as we like approach the end of the show, why don't you tell everyone, because you did give us a really good picture of your life before, right? I was really struggling. I was so focused on what I looked like. I was always trying to be like the smallest version of myself. And Mm. I know so many of us are constantly in that cycle of just trying to make ourselves smaller and if anything changes it's like freak out mode so we are March 2021 now which is kind of like did you say you got your implant removed in March of 2020 do you know what it was on the 9th of March it was a year tomorrow so it's exactly a year since you got it removed. Yeah. And like, what is the difference from like Charlotte 2020, March 2020 compared to Charlotte, March 2021? Oh my, well, about nine kilograms, firstly. <laughs> celebrating those nine (laughs) kilograms honestly so nine kilograms um a healthy period um the ability to eat when I'm hungry and not have any rules around well I must wait until lunchtime and like what does that even mean or I must try and uh, do you know what I used to do I used to always do something before I ate breakfast so whether that was a walk whether that was the gym whether that was yoga I never just had breakfast. And since learning about hormones, it's like the worst thing a female can do. Always eat breakfast before you do activities, ladies. Um, Especially if you are in HA. Uh, That's a side note. Um, So yeah, I was obsessed with exercise. Still had, even though in my head I ate everything, 
that's bullshit, sorry for swearing, but I had a fear of fat still, never cooked with oil, thought that eating eggs was enough to fat. <laughs> I still like, cho- weirdly, I did eat chocolate and ice cream and all that stuff, but would never, never would see me cook with oil. It was like I had this real weird phobia about it. Now, cook with everything with oil, still not a lot of oil, but I do use oil. So that's like a really big turning point for me. Um, 2021 Charlotte doesn't have to reach for the low fat cottage cheese, which is my favorite snack. I just buy whatever now. Um, Yeah, I've gone from being in like a diet mentality to like just being normal. Me and Joe get a weekly takeaway without even thinking. I think I've had two takeaways this week. I think I've had curry and fish and chips, Mm. which I just would not have done last year. Um, I'm just, my mind is just focused on important things now. So I don't wake up and think I have to go and like spend like four hours of my day exercising, which is what I used to do. And I used to think it was normal. Um, I'm so less uptight because last year, if Joe interrupted my exercise or times changed where it was like, I couldn't do something first thing in the morning, Oh my God, it was like a heroin addict and someone had taken away my heroin and I was like, crazy girl. (laughs) Like, honestly, that's what it was like. I was like addicted to exercise. And if I couldn't do it, well, that's just a nightmare for me. Um, Whereas now I'm just like a sofa sloth and I can happily watch six hours of Desperate Housewives. You try and get me away from that sofa. (laughs) Girl, I so feel you on this. And I was just thinking this, like this weekend, this past weekend, I went out to the cabin at my, the lake that my parents have a cabin at. And I spent the weekend with them and literally like did not move. And I just, whenever, and still I have these moments where I think back several years ago and think, oh my gosh, like I used to avoid coming out here for the weekends because I didn't have access to my home gym or a treadmill and like all that stuff. And it's just so sad because Mm -hmm. I just had this amazing, relaxing weekend with my family. And when we are consumed by thoughts of our bodies and trying to manipulate our bodies and thoughts about food and all that stuff that you've done such a great job explaining in this episode, like when we're consumed by all of that, we are robbing ourselves from so much. Yeah, because you're never there. Because when you're there physically, your brain is thinking about the next bit of exercise. Well, mine was the next bit of exercise. It was always like, okay, so I used to, in fact, in the first lockdown, we were only allowed to go out for one hour, right? So I used to do, I used to wake up before Joe, I'd go on a walk, sneak back in and hope they'd not heard me so I could go on another one without him knowing like later on in the day like if that's not a warning sign I don't know what is yeah yeah and you're not alone in that right like I know so many women listening to this right now are gonna be nodding their heads being like (laughs) yep I totally sneak exercise too and they can be free of that like you said you're free of that now and can Mm -hmm. actually easily sit on the sofa 
enjoy a show that you like to watch and you mentioned like grabbing takeout so I'm just curious what's your favorite takeout because where I live we don't have any good restaurants so as much as I would love to order takeout and eat it in the comfort of my own home during this pandemic it's not an option for me because I mean I would just rather cook my own food because it just tastes better. I like am kind of one of those people where I'm just going to go to a restaurant if the food is actually like better than what I can. Yeah. You know? So anyways, what is your favorite? So we we've just moved. Well, in October, we moved to um, just outside of the city center in Manchester so on our high street, which is like around the corner, there's loads of really nice restaurants, which are all closed. Anyway, there's a re- literally next to our house. Well, the next stream, there's a really, really good Indian, like really good. And I'm the same, like, I'd rather, I love cooking. Joe loves cooking and he's very good and I'm okay. But Joe loves a takeaway. So we're going to get one because he loves a takeaway. Anyway, Best Indian is so good. I'm so glad because I'll only get a takeaway if it's good. So it's a bit bad though, because we've got into the routine now of like literally every week. And I said to him, but it's not a treat anymore. And it should be like an occasion. So we're going to go for a few weeks with that one, just so that when we get it, it's like, yay. Because otherwise it just becomes like. Not as special. Mundane. Yeah. yeah. Not I, as tasty, is it, when you have it all the time? Yes, exactly. No, I totally feel you <laughs> on the Indian food. That's what I was kind of getting at before. So I'm either going to go to a restaurant or order from a restaurant if it's better than the food that I can make or if it's, like, different than what yeah. I can make at home. You know, yeah. I just, like, authentic Indian food, you can't really, like, do that. I don't know. Yeah. The restaurants, I always feel like it's just magical compared to yeah. how I make it at home, no matter what I do. So Well, I really like, yeah. um, I get a shashlik, so it's, like, in the tandoori oven, which is, like, a clay oven. I don't have a clay oven. I can't do that. <laughs> Exactly. Oh my gosh. I love that so much. And I'm so happy that you are at this place where you can just freely enjoy these foods that you love. And like, as you're talking, you're just lighting up. And it's so amazing because both you and I know this, we, we spent so many years of our life just not allowing ourselves to enjoy food. And it's so sad. It's like going 31, well, not 31 years, but several years, literally kidding ourselves that we don't like X food or we, like, I used to think there's no way I'd enjoy just a day on the sofa. I would would hate it. No, no, no. I love going out and doing like X amount of exercise. And it's like, actually, I did. I, I loved it, like, because it was like an illness. So I was obsessed with it. But now how much more freer I feel and like I do still exercise, but it's like, it's on my terms. It's not like an excessive amount. So yeah, I mean, Joe thinks I watch way too much TV now, but I don't think there's too much. I don't think there's too much. (laughs) Hey, you're making up for all of those years, right? That's how I feel now. Like whenever I spend more hours than like, quote unquote, what would maybe seem normal like sitting in my chair reading my book I'm like hey 
I never allowed myself to do this for how many years? So I'm allowed to do this now. So yeah. Yeah. I always go, you can't do me for it. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Oh my gosh. So, oh, this was one last thing that I wanted to say. Do you feel Mm -hmm. like this program not only helped you, but it also kind of leaked into your relationship? Mm Mm-hmm with your partner, Joe, as you mentioned several times, like, do you feel like that aspect of your life also improved by the work you did on yourself? Definitely. Like I, in like the first week, we obviously choose our anchor words, which were health and harmony. And health was obviously related to me, but harmony was really related to like how I was within the household. And I think through my like excessive control and just being like super, super uptight because essentially my brain was in constant fight or flight mode. So it really had a massive impact on my relationship with Joe. And I was just really fed up with treating him like I was treating him. And I just thought he deserves way more than this. And actually it's not this isn't me, this is like my illness just coming out like in an aggressive, like controlling manner. So yeah, I think like every call that I would come and I would like, I was like, I need some advice on what to do with this. And then, you know, I would follow the advice. And yeah, I think it's, we still have like, you know, I still sometimes step into the fight or flight, like, and then I take a step back and I think, no, you know, the tools come on. So like the relationship things like have helped so, so much. And that's definitely still like a work in progress for me. <laughs> um, just to like take that pause and take that breath. Um, but yeah, it's, it's helped massively, like in, in, in the health aspect and the harmony aspect of my life. Yay. I love that. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well, I am so incredibly proud of you and I know everyone's going to love this episode, sweetheart. Thank you so much for joining us this week. And I know you listen to the show and I, I feel like I forgot to ask all of the other like back home to you grads who were on the show. I feel like I forgot to ask them what it meant to them to be unbreakable, but I'm like, it's coming to my mind now. And I know you watched the show or listened to the show and I'm like, Hey, why don't you tell us what you feel like unbreakable means being unbreakable? Oh, did not, I should have prepared for this because I do listen to and I know this is the question. I always say on podcasts and someone goes, I didn't prepare for this. And I always think, yeah, you did. No, I really didn't. Um, so unbreakable to be unbreakable for me I think now is knowing that actually you have the power within you to really be in control of your life and whether or not you are 20 50 even 70 like our brains are totally malleable and with like the right help and the right toolkits and the right support, you can get through lifelong eating disorders and you can have a life that is worth living without a constant internal battle. And yeah, I would say that that is 
unbreakable like once you have those tools like you're set for life oh my gosh I almost started crying when you were like you can get through lifelong eating disorders and absolutely oh my gosh I was I got emotional listening to you say that so I'm really proud of you as you know and I am so looking forward to having a back home to you retreat one of these days so you and I can actually meet in real life once this world opens up and we can travel again. That would be amazing. I will be there without a shadow. (laughs) Amazing. When I say you've changed my life, like I literally couldn't thank you enough. Like honestly, like that. Yeah, just thank you. Charlotte, I love you so much. And thank you so much for being part of my journey too. I always say this, but every single, and this is like the incredible thing about doing this type of work is as I'm guiding you ladies through back home to you, it's like I'm getting deeper into all of those areas as well. Right. And there's just you have access to the course for life, as you know. And even though you know all of these pillars that we touched on inside Back Home to You, like you carry them with you and you're always kind of working on them or just strengthening those practices. So it's an incredible journey for both of us. So thank you so much for saying yes to yourself and joining me inside Back Home to You. Thank you.